0: Welcome back to Scarlet and Mays. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the week of
1: the game. Sure is. I'm
0: so excited. But before we get to that, Michigan 19, Illinois 17. Wow. And I was expecting most of the second half to come in here way sadder than I am right now. Yeah. Not that I'm not bummed out about anything that happened Saturday, but Michigan came out with the win, whatever. So now that Blake Corum got hurt and is in question for Saturday, yep. Jake Moody for Heisman. There you go. Unreal. Uh, I don't have a whole bunch to say, except that if Blake Corum doesn't get hurt and if Michigan doesn't proactively keep Donovan Edwards – out and in street clothes to keep him for the game. I don't think the game ends up as close as it was. Yeah. Uh, Blake Corum had over a hundred yards and he played one. He had one carry in the second half. Right. Uh, they were about to score again. He only fumbled. It's first fumble of the season because his knee was hurt. Uh, so Michigan was about to go up fourteen to three, but instead it's seven to three in Illinois ball. Yeah. Uh, in the second half, Michigan couldn't run without the top two guys in, and the passing game is still terrifyingly slumping. Um, I kept yelling at the TV, like, if Coram is not in, stop running the ball mm-hmm. because it was not effective at all, which taking a step out of this for a second, like, I think people that say Blake Coram isn't good enough to be in New York or be a Heisman finalist or whatever, I think that they're wrong Because if it was just the system, other people would have gotten more than one yard of freaking carry, whatever it ended up being. But C.J. Stroud was 18 for 30 with one touchdown against Maryland. Hendon Hooker was 25 for 42. It's really too bad he didn't complete exactly two more of those passes. But he tore his ACL. Drake May was 16 for 30 with no touchdowns against Georgia Tech. Blake Horm had 108 yards in basically half a game. Even getting hurt, I think he had the best performance of all the probable Heisman finalists. This really could come down to the game, and it really is a bummer that he got hurt. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay enough, but I don't think he's going to have nearly as explosive a day potential uh, as he did before Saturday. But yeah. if you know me, what?
1: I was going to say it really sucked seeing him get hurt. Yeah, yeah, I that. because so him and Hendon Hooker.
0: I had a couple people text me. I heard Coram got hurt. Did it look bad? And I said no, but that terrifies me because yeah. it made me think it yeah. was an ACL or something. Well, because yeah,
1: Hendon's was nobody touched that when he mm-hmm. just fell, and then his is an ACL. <sighs>
0: but I mean, hopefully it's just a bone bruise and we'll see him. But if you know me, you know that I love storylines. One of my favorite things about March Madness is finding cool storylines to potential matchups and parallels to previous years. This game reminded me of 2016 Michigan-Iowa. I actually said that to my wife a couple times during the game when I was sure Michigan was going to lose. I was like, this is Michigan-Iowa 2016. Uh, Wilton Spate played injured. They lost on a last-second field goal. Blake Coram got hurt in this game, but this isn't 2016. And they found a way to overcome it, and they won on a late field goal. I've talked a lot In our two years doing this show, about Mm -hmm. 2016, and I probably won't stop because I will forever be angry about the circumstances around the officials and the officiating itself in that game, but this is not 2016
1: in the Ohio State game. The rest are fine.
0: Okay. What were you going to say before?
1: Oh, maybe the difference was this one was at Michigan opposed to Iowa.
0: It could be. Neither team, like Illinois this year and Iowa, well... Illinois this year, I think, is better than Iowa was in 2016, at least their record. But, I mean, that is a, a difference to point out. Yeah. The last thing I want to say.
1: Would you say Iowa this year or Iowa 2016? Iowa 2016 was better. Oh, yeah.
0: Iowa 2016. Iowa. Well, Iowa has I think been- the defense this year is probably better. Yeah. The offense back then was probably better. The last thing I want to say, hopefully, forever about this, is the tunnel is not an issue. (laughs) You've been sick of the tunnel talk since like the Sunday after, like the day after. The day of. Yeah. I'll even give Bilama a pass because he had a really hard week with his personal life. But Illinois had to wait a minute to leave the tunnel at halftime. The new protocols worked. Because they weren't allowed to be in the tunnel at the same time. And Bielema was pissed that he literally had to wait an extra minute. So just to recap, Brett Lima had to wait a minute. Penn State threw a sandwich uh, after James Franklin couldn't make his guys get into the locker room, which they weren't blocked from or anything. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State yelled at each other last year. And Michigan State has people under criminal investigation after a group attacked one Michigan player while another guy held up Jamon Green while another hit him with a helmet this is not another incident. There has been only one incident. So hopefully the pushing of these non-stories as big stories will end after this year. I know it's going to – if a if anyone right says anything at halftime or before or after the game, it's going to be a story. But hopefully after this year that ends because it's so stupid how they're trying to make it a story. What do you think about the Michigan game?
1: Um. Let's say that Brett Bielemo was upset about the refs, or maybe it was similar to that. Brett Bielemo was very 16. upset
0: about uh, one play, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, but what, with Corman Edwards out, I know Illinois has a really good defense, but the offense really struggled. Um, but at the end of the day, they made the necessary plays to win the game, and that's what good teams do. That's all I really have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State 43, <laughs> Maryland 30.
1: Yeah, after Ohio State's first drive on offense, they really struggled in the first half. Um, they were hurting themselves a lot, the whole game, really. They had a lot of penalties. Um, on their second and third drives, they had two penalties that led to their three and outs on those um, drives. So then they uh, finished the game with 97 penalty yards. So that's just mm. – you just can't have that. It's way too much. Um the run defense was good, but the defensive backs, I felt like they were playing really soft in coverage, and Talia was decisive and got the ball out quick and was able to take advantage of that and get uh, Maryland a lot of field goals. Um, after an up-and-down up and game on, de- on the defensive side, it was still the defense that ended up making the game-winning play, which was awesome because last year I would never have thought that would have happened. Game-sealing play, right? Not yeah, game-winning play. I mean, I won them the game. I'm just going pick. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. So they won. Um, Zach Harrison's back-to-back sacks on that drive, including the Man. scoop and score for a touchdown, was awesome, especially especially coming from Zach Which, Harrison. Was
0: that officially a fumble recovery? Yeah. Because he caught it in the air. Yeah. Either way, it's a
1: touchdown. But Right. It was officially a fumble. I know some Ohio State fans were worried. They are like, Zach's not going to get a second sack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, his back-to-back sacks were awesome, especially coming from a guy like – he could have went pro last year. He hasn't had um, quite as expected of what the career he was expected to have being a five-star recruit. And he came back for his senior year, and he's made an impact this year for sure. Um, I do think it's helped that the rest of the D-line has been a lot better than they were last year. But Zach Harrison's had a good year, and it was awesome to see him make the game ceiling play. Yeah. Um, the run game what the heck uh I think maybe we figured out the problem at least in this game it seems like Travion Henderson was the problem Mm -hmm. um I saw multiple uh screenshots of him just completely missing the hole that was open and uh I love Trey I love Trey he's a massive talent five star he was the number one running back in his class and he's shown flashes of that the last two years but lately he just seems lost back there for real and He's just missing the hole so often, and I think I think a lot of times he's getting caught up and looking for the home run run, and mm. then he's not decisive and he's not running through the holes that the defense are giving him that he could get five yards and he's getting tackled for loss. Um, but Dalen Hayden ran behind the same O-line as him and against the same defense, and Hayden looked like a star. He had 147 yards and... Uh, Mostly in the second half, I think he. I think he had one carry in the first half. I think he had 26 That's in the second. Crazy. half. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Travion's part of the problem. I also think that they run those zone stretches a lot with Mayan, and I don't think he has that step to cut through the hole like Hayden and Travion do. I think Travion's missing the hole. I think Mayan shouldn't be running the zone stretches. Then I think Dalen Hayden should just be the guy now. <laughs> um. But yeah. I think it'll absolutely be absolutely criminal if Travion Henderson has more carry more carries than Hayden in the game this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think Mayan William Williams is going to play? Um, I don't know. They make it seem like he will. He got hurt in the game before, mm-hmm. then came out, and then yeah, I don't, I don't know. it would be interesting. It's just weird because like you don't get an actual injury report like in the NFL where, like, it says what it is and, like, what the status is. Like, you don't get that in college. So it's hard to say because I could see him keeping it quiet because he's going to come back or they could keep it quiet because they want him to think he's going to prepare for him. Yeah, yeah, like Michigan is, even though Michigan's offensive tackle misspoke in the press conference today and said that form was out. But, um, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Hayden had a great game and uh and on the the 147 yards it wasn't like he was hitting the home run that Travion was missing his longest carry was 18 yards and he was just getting a good amount of yards every run and yeah but I think Ohio State has the players and the talent and the coaches to be the best team in the country and now it's time to put it all together um, one thing that stood out to me from both these games is both Your team in Ohio State had to go to the running back depth in the second half, and one team excelled in that position, (laughs) and the other struggled. That's my last point. That's true.
0: Michigan uh, didn't get to play against Maryland's run defense this week. But uh,
1: (laughs) everything
0: is about the game. I said it last week, too. I just want to talk about Dallin Hayden also for a second. Um, He did have a huge game for Ohio State, 27 carries, 147 yards, It's obviously good, and I'm not selling him short. That said, Blake Corum had three more carries for 243 yards against Maryland. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Hayden did as well as anyone could even hope, uh, probably for a freshman third string running back. Um, I'm just not convinced that he's anything Michigan needs to worry about yet. It was a good good performance against a bad defense.
1: He's technically at least fourth string, at least – in the offseason when everyone Pryor was healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's fair too. Like, he he did well. I don't know that uh, Michigan's fourth-string walk-on running back who got real run against Illinois would have done what Dallin Hayden did. Um, I just – it's one game. It was a very good performance against a bad defense. Maybe he does really well. I just don't think he's Blake Corm.
1: It was interesting. though I I'm not saying he's Blake Corum, yeah. yeah. I do think he – balled out and I don't think it's a fluke like he's a talented guy and mm-hmm. came in there and made some plays but um yeah I don't know where I was going with that to be honest
0: all right that's fine <laughs> this is the third out of four games that Ohio State was outgained.
1: yeah how many yards were they outgained
0: by, by one but it's Maryland <laughs> like so yeah. the problem for Michigan is that Penn State and Maryland both got a majority of the majority of their yards through the air while it seemed like every time Michigan threw it five yards or further downfield It was either inaccurate or just dropped on Saturday in a lot of the year, to be honest. The problem that Michigan fans were excited about from the windstorm uh, that Northwestern outgained Ohio State in is the health of Blake Corman and Donovan Edwards. So, like, Michigan watched the Northwestern and Ohio State game and thought, oh, we'll be able to run. But we saw Saturday, if and Edwards aren't out there, Michigan's not going to be able to run the ball. So... Well, well, I mean, I think we'll it, see.
1: I think it is a factor, even if they're not 100. Even if they, even if both of them play and they're at 60, if 75, percent it's still going to be a factor in the game. It'll Especially definitely those two guys that are really. It'll good. be
0: better than the guys behind them for sure. Yeah. Uh, Scarlet and May's pick standings. There was some movement because it is now I'm 89 and 26. You're 87 and 24. You're beating me by basically exactly one percent.
1: Wow. Is it basically or is it exactly?
0: I don't know how many decimal points go, but gotcha. whatever. Uh, so it's 77.3, 78.3. Some viewer questions. This uh, is from tray 824 <laughs> on Instagram. Is this your burner account? No. This Can Blake <laughs> Corum produce against the best defensive group in the country? So – I clarified with this person and said, do you mean Ohio State? Or do you mean, like, I was thinking a potential rematch with Georgia? Or, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they said, Ohio State. I'll let yeah. you answer first. Can Blake Corum produce against Ohio State? So,
1: <laughs> this is actually my friend. And uh, he, sat, I, he sat down. I was going through my notes. And he sat down with me. And I was like, what's your Instagram at? And he was like, "T Ray 824 y And I was like, what's wrong with you? but <laughs> it's just a stupid question like I mean Ohio State's defense is way better than last year obviously they have a top 10 defense this year compared to terrible last year mm-hmm. but um, can Blake Coram produce against the best defensive group in the country? If we're talking about Ohio State, I do think I do think it would be interesting because neither of these teams have, like have, like truly been tested against a top offense like Ohio State hasn't played a rush offense like Michigan's Michigan hasn't played a pass offense or they haven't played a pass offense or rush offense like Ohio State's and so it'll just be interesting can can he produce yeah I mean it's Blake Corum he's balled out all years but with him being hurt it'll be interesting for sure but I think Ohio State can make the plays necessary to stop to win the game
0: yeah yeah. Uh, Blake Corum at 133 yards against Iowa, 166 yards against Penn State, and 108 yards and a half against Illinois. So, yeah, I think a healthy Blake Corum can produce against Ohio State. In my mind, the question isn't about if Blake Corum can produce, but how healthy is Blake Corum, Yeah. which we're not going to know, as we already talked about a little bit. I will say the run offense of Penn State has been good pretty much every week except for against Michigan. Congrats. I'm just saying, you said Michigan hasn't faced a run off, rush offense like Ohio State. Statistically,
1: Ohio State's rush offense will be the best off, okay. rush offense Michigan plays all year. Maybe heading in, but not afterward. Oh, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Now <laughs> that Tennessee
0: lost, what needs to happen for Michigan and Ohio State to both make the college football playoff?
1: So... I I analyzed it and I figured Georgia winning the SEC helps. Yeah. Uh, then if Clemson, TCU, or USC, if just one of them lose, I think the wait. Loser who'd you is say Clemson, TCU, or USC? TCA. Yeah. If one of them lose, I think they're in. Um, <coughs> if Georgia lost to LSU in the SEC championship, that would complicate things. Because I do think the committee would be more likely to put a 2 losses champ 11, 11 SEC champion than an 11-1 Big Ten throw team that with game. a weak schedule.
0: Does the SEC instruct the refs to let LSU win that game No. just to get two teams in? No. Yeah.
1: It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. Uh, it would just make things so complicated. I mean, I think Tennessee's basically out. Especially, like, I feel like the um, committee does factor in, like, key player injuries and stuff, too. So even with Hendon Hooker being out, well, I think... Well, and
0: they just had their second loss. And right. Yeah. But
1: they did smoke LSU at right. LSU. So.
0: It would be crazy if Joe Milton made the playoff. <laughs> uh, so I think... Oh, no, now I'm thinking about that if that happens. So <laughs> I think... I, I honestly didn't even think about TCU losing because I feel like at this point they're going to win out. Uh, but I think only one of USC and Clemson need to lose. So Clemson hosts a South Carolina team that just destroyed Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then they play North Carolina in the ACC championship, who may or may not have been severely overrated. But they're they're I mean, better than most of what the SEC is playing right were now. They,
1: were they severely overrated? They were a one loss team and they were
0: ranked 13th. So I'm, yeah, I yeah, mean, I they were a one loss, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh USC hosts Notre Dame and then the Pac-Twelve Championship. Oregon has to win at number 23 rival, Oregon State, to make the Pac-12 championship. If they lose, I think Washington goes, assuming they beat their rival, Washington State. Yeah. So neither team has a cakewalk right. left. That's why I TCU already beat, I think, the the teams that they'll probably beat or play again in the Big 12 championship. So I think it's going to come down to USC and Clemson. And I think one of them needs to lose. I think there's an okay shot at that.
1: I, w- I wouldn't, like... TCU's been really good this year, but I mean they almost lost Saturday to a not great team. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't just pencil them. I wouldn't pen them. I mean Tennessee got destroyed by South Carolina. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 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 Uh, Well, and it's hard to beat teams twice, especially when you're really not that much better than them. Like, I don't think TCU's head and shoulders better than everyone else in the Big Twelve.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say it. Big Ten takeaways. Indiana completed two passes for 31 yards, got outgained 540 to 288, got out first downed 29 to 11, gave up 9 of 18 third downs, and won the game against Michigan State, who probably squandered their chance for a bowl game unless, which is definitely going to (laughs) happen, they win in Happy Valley on Saturday against Penn State.
1: Incredible. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put your trust in James Franklin to eliminate them. <laughs> no.
0: Uh, my last one both Michigan and Ohio State obviously need to beat an undefeated top three team in order to make the Big Ten championship game. Seven and four Iowa needs to beat three and eight Nebraska.
1: You mean, oh, yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, I know we're probably losing divisions in a year or two. But this is ridiculous. Uh, Tell me why we shouldn't just delay the Michigan-Ohio State game by one week and just have them officially play for the Big Ten Championship. Michigan gets a week to get healthier. (laughs) Ohio State gets to play in a dome. Win-win.
1: Ohio State can get healthier, too. I don't care. Their running backs are banged up. They're they're without Jackson Smith Their running backs
0: are banged up. Jackson Smith and Jigba's gone.
1: He's gone? To the NFL. He's diet. not coming back. Well, see, he's not coming back. Like, if, if he's healthy enough to play, I think he'd play. Okay. Just, I don't think. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> big Ten takeaway? Oh, away? yeah, my Big Ten takeaway is the game. The game? It is the Big Ten.
0: I'm excited, but Blake, honestly, Blake Corham going down tempered my excitement. Yeah. I was just like, of all
1: the people to get hurt. That's what I said about Chase. Had to be Blake Corbett.
0: Yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a big step down. Rapid fire turd pile picks. I still think Harrison Jr. should be able to go pro, like, right now. He should be. He's so good. Yeah. Rapid fire turd pile
1: picks. Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa is favored by ten and a half. This would be the the most Big Ten West thing to happen. All Iowa has to do is win on Friday against Nebraska at home. I'm still picking Iowa. It would be the most Me Big too. Ten thing for the
0: – I'm kind of glad that it's on – on Friday, except I'm we're so close for our pick standings that I'm nervous that. So if Iowa wins, do the rest of the West go? that eh, doesn't matter, and then all the other bullcrap games that happen, whatever. <laughs> it this is just a cluster. Uh, yeah, Iowa, Rutgers at Maryland. I got Maryland. Maryland, Illinois. Hopefully,
1: hopefully, is okay though.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Illinois at Northwestern. Illinois. Illinois. Minnesota. Here's the one spread that's in single digits Minnesota at Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin. I got Minnesota. Do you really? Yeah. Shoot.
1: Wisconsin, they just, I don't think they score enough points.
0: I don't think Minnesota will score enough points. Minnesota's got an offense. They'll, they'll
1: tie, <laughs>
0: even though that's not possible nowadays. Purdue, here's what sucks about this. They're
1: going to be tied, and then there's going to be <clears throat> such a bad storm. And they're going to have played enough of the game that they're going to call the game, and it'll end in a tie.
0: (laughs) They're like, it doesn't matter anymore because Iowa won. Yeah. Let's just get out of here. Purdue, favored by 10 at Indiana, Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Michigan State at Penn State. Penn Penn State. Michigan State. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Penn State. (laughs) I wish. Uh, Game of the week. Wow. Michigan at Ohio State. Yeah. I'll let you go first because it's at Ohio State. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, I was like, I got to this point in my notes, and I'm like, where do we even start? Yeah. It's weird that we even are at this point already. It's gone by so fast, and yeah. this is what we've waited for all year. This is why we do this show. And I've been looking forward to this week since the, game, since the end of the game last year. And, um, and all, all we talked about coming into the season, how there's a really good chance that they'd both be 11-0 and going into this game, and here we are. Um, the odds are we won't ever get a game like this again where with the playoffs expanding and conferences Mm -hmm. getting rid of divisions, both teams being this good in the future will most likely mean at least one rematch or at least still a shot at the natty even if they don't get the rematch And by by making the 12-team playoff that they're expanding to. And if there was a 12-team playoff this year and the Big Ten had no division, it would be a decent chance that they would play each other three times this year. And so it just won't be bigger. There won't be a bigger the game this year again probably
0: yeah that's uh... um
1: yeah hopefully two heisman hopefuls <laughs> are going at it for a conference championship trip and we all assume whoever wins the game will go on and make the playoffs um and win the conference but uh uh there's a better chance for whoever loses to make the playoffs we talked about that that's great um by the we talked about you talked about this too south carolina could play spoiler again that'd be fun um but the bet it's the best total defense in the country against the number two scoring offense by one point. Tennessee has one more point than Ohio State this year. <laughs> yeah,
0: but we should account for a Hendon Hooker.
1: The thing is It's gonna drop. Well <laughs> also the thing is, they got that extra point blocked. Yeah. It would have been tied. They could I could have just said the number Man. one scoring offense, but of course, it got, the extra point got blocked. Um, Ohio State averages the most yards per play in the country, and Ohio State will be the best pass offense and the best rush offense Michigan has faced all season. But... um It honestly feels like a whole lot of unknown for this game. I already said that. Both teams have top 10 defenses, yet neither team has played a prolific offense. The best offense either of these teams have faced is Penn State with the 37th ranked offense in total offense. And outside of that, the only other team on their schedules that are top 50 in offense is who Ohio State played week three is Toledo at 49th. So it's not – the defenses have looked good, even really really good at times, even great at times. But it'll be interesting when you got teams like Ohio State and your team is the only teams in the with the top twenty-five offenses in the Big Ten. Um I could say these stats all day, but I think Ohio State has too much star power in this one, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Look at look this is a this is a way different defense than last year. If you would have asked me who Ohio State's best defensive player uh was last year, I would have said, I don't know, because no one stood out. In that terrible defense this year, I would also say I don't know, but it's because there's so many guys that have made great plays and have been all over the field and playing so well that you could argue for a few other different different guys, and I would argue that there's a guy at different level at all different levels that you could call the best player on a high stage defense. Latham Ransom's been. Awesome all season. He's been bowling out, especially late, lately, with p- 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 punts in back to back games. It was pretty awesome. And then you got to- Tommy Eichenberg, who's been one of the best linebackers in the country this year. A big step up from the linebackers being absolutely atrocious last year. And then on the D line, you got guys like JTT, who's a freak. And then Zach Harrison, who I already mentioned, who had the back to back sacks. And Mike Hall, who's not got a ton of stabs. And I, I And they don't say why, which I don't know why no one asks. Ryan Day in press conferences, but he doesn't play a ton of stats. But when, he does, snaps, but when he does, he balls out, and his teammates have compared him to Aaron Donald, and this defense will not be run all over again like last year. Knowles will have the defense ready. OSU is going to come ready to ball and get OSU back on the winning side of this rivalry. Ohio State, in my opinion this year, has not played anywhere near a perfect game all season, yet they're the only team in the country that has won every game by double digits. I think Ohio State handles your guys in this one 34-16. 34-16. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, I already talked about it a little bit, Blake Coram getting hurt. But my brother, a Michigan State fan, kind of downplayed Blake Coram getting hurt against Illinois because they still have Donovan Edwards. He must not have realized that Donovan Edwards has been out with an injury, too, and didn't even dress on Saturday. But he pointed out that Ohio State's running backs are banged up, too. You've pointed that out also. As did a couple of my coworkers who are Ohio State fans, except the difference is that Ryan Day probably doesn't even care because they are so pass-heavy, and he wants to even be more pass-heavy, and this is a way to do so. They're so
1: pass-heavy, but they have a top-25 rush offense?
0: Yeah. Michigan losing Blake Corum is more like Ohio State losing C.J. Stroud than Ohio State losing Henderson and Williams.
1: But I don't, I don't even know if that's a good comparison. Because I would say it's more like them losing Tommy Eikenberg. Because they, they don't have a lot of depth, that linebacker. And Tommy Eikenberg has we been We don't a know what Ohio year. State's quarterback depth really is. I mean, you have Kamal Cord, who's a five-star, and he'd be fine if he Yeah, and him. he
0: hasn't really played in meaningful games. Yeah, right, yeah, that's fair. That's what I mean.
1: I think he'd be fine.
0: J.J. McCarthy was a five-star, and he
1: is not doing very well. Dwayne Haskins was only a four-star. That's great. And he ha- hadn't played any meaningful games, and then he came in and that's true. balled out. I don't
0: think that's the rule. I think that's more the exception. Oh, Cardell Jones, three-star,
1: came yeah, in, Yeah. out.
0: Again, don't think it's the rule. I think that's more of an exception. I'm
1: just saying I think C.J. Stroud is really, really good. Probably going to win the Heisman. Well, I, if I'm maybe. being if I'm being completely honest, I would my worry would be a, a little bit higher if he was out. But I would still be pretty confident if CJ Stroud was out. He is game.
0: probably a system quarterback who's not going to do anything in the NFL. I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, okay. But all <laughs>
0: season long, here's what I'm saying though: to their respective offenses. Blake Corum is to Michigan's offense what C.J. Stroud is to Ohio State's. If you take them off, there's panic. Especially if Donovan Edwards is out, but not just
1: if Donovan Edwards is out. Whatever. We, we can disagree. It's that weak. You know what I mean? I, it's fine. I just, don't, I just don't agree. Ohio State um, has a certain depth that Michigan doesn't necessarily have. Like, uh-huh. like, I mean, Ohio State played their fourth string running back coming into the season, and he played great. Yeah, he
0: did play great against like, Maryland's if it defense. Was, You're right. Yeah,
1: if it was – if if all three of those – I mean, Pryor's obviously still out because he's out for the season. Uh-huh. But if Mayan and Travion both didn't play Saturday, it wouldn't, it wouldn't change my level of confidence in the game.
0: That's crazy. Because so. I think you're you're reading a lot into
1: one game against really really he's, bad. He's defense. he's he has over 500 rushing yards on the season. That's great. How many players does Michigan have over 500 yards? Not three. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> All season long, Michigan has
0: honestly not really missed Aiden Hutchinson and David Eljabo, but I think they will this week. Yeah. Last year they were able to drop seven and get pressure with mainly those two, but only rushing four. But Michigan has failed to get pressure this year without blitzing. I also think the secondary is a little more prone to give up big plays than they were last year. It's going to be tough to hold Ohio State to 27 points again. Then, Corum is at 100%, and we don't know Donovan Edwards' status, but we do know about the clear struggles for the Michigan passing game.
1: Yeah.
0: Ugh. Sorry. It's okay. I have a confession to make. Yeah. We are now separated by just 1% in our pick standings with a not-cheap dinner on the line. And I had made peace with myself earlier today for picking Ohio State by three to try to sneak in a point in our pick standings if it's at least a close game. And then I saw this quote from Jim Harbaugh's Monday press conference about the game upcoming. I think you're going to find that we're made of the right stuff. He sounded confident as he said it. They've been getting ready for this game since January, all the players are saying. So instead of hoping for a close game in a Michigan loss, I'll take the Michigan win and the points from getting it right. This is going to be like 2016, except the officials don't do actively everything within their power to give the game to Ohio State. For instance, they might throw a flag against Ohio State. That would be a good start. And I think they're going to do it. I think Ohio State isn't going to be told by the referees that they can literally do no wrong in terms of penalties. Michigan, 41-35. I think Corum and Edwards get Michigan's ground game going. I think we see some things from Michigan's passing game that we haven't seen yet this year. King Cade is out for the season, but J.J. is going to get it done. Michigan will win the game. <laughs> Go blue. Here's what sucks about you picking Minnesota instead of Wisconsin. We are 1% away. If we had all the same picks, if Michigan won the game, I would win by .05%. You picking Minnesota screwed that up, and I'm a little mad about it because it would have been fun. I hate you, Zach. Sorry. Sorry. No basketball talk because it's the game week. I will say, I, I put the outline together, and I said that before Michigan squeaked by. I'll just say this. Yeah. Michigan basketball is severely disappointing. That's not why we're not talking we talk, about it. We'll get
1: to it. We talked about them having Iowa's defense and basketball, but they might have Iowa's offense from <laughs> <and> football as
0: well. <laughs> they are too bad defensively to be as inconsistent as they are offensively. Yeah. Let's move on. Sounds like
1: like like Ohio State last year. Football.
0: Yeah. Things no one is talking about. Yep. USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten (laughs) right as we're getting rid of divisions. I realize we kept talking about them as if they would bolster the West, but really they're not going to get the benefit of playing mainly Big Ten West teams. Yeah. That's a bummer for them.
1: Yeah.
0: No one's talking about that.
1: Yeah, you have any? Yeah, so ninety six of Hayden's one hundred and forty seven yards were after the contact. I thought that was pretty sick, and nobody's talking about that. No one is talking about that. It's
0: almost like Maryland's defense isn't anything to talk about.
1: He did all that in one half, though. It's true. Yeah, mainly. if he if he would have played two mainly, he had one run in the first half. Hey, okay. if you he would have played, if you would have played, he wh- one the second I'm If you would have played the whole game, he would have had like three hundred yards. Maybe. Maybe you would have one of them home run runs that Trayvon Henderson just looks for all the time. Maybe. Tweet of the week. What do you got? Um, I got. So this is from at H Grove, Hayden Grove. Uh, Ohio State won by as much as Georgia, Michigan, and TCU combined. Wow, those those are the top four teams. And (laughs) that sounds so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it does sound really crazy. (laughs) But all four top four teams struggled this week, but Ohio State struggled a little less.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have two. I'm sorry. One is from the only defensive player to ever win the Heisman, Charles Woodson, and he said Jake Moody for Heisman. Wow. He has a vote. Just saying. <laughs> My weekly at MGO JD Blue just beat Ohio State. Until next week. Whoa.
1: we're just gonna jump out of it? Yeah. I wanted to I wanted to fight back a little bit after a little rant. What's up? It just seems a little weird that you you did say it's not going to be like last year, but Ohio State struggled in the red zone last year, but you thought Ohio State would get 35, so they just scored seven touchdowns. Or five touchdowns, I mean. So yeah, I was like, that's like, bad math. Can't do math. Seven times five. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Are they just going to score touchdowns? Sure.
0: Excuse. I think CJ then, str-
1: oh, maybe throws a pick. And then Michigan's really struggled in the red zone this year. Well, they they did, eh, uh, except for the
0: last couple weeks. They figured it out.
1: Last, except for the last couple weeks?
0: Not counting Illinois. Okay. They, <laughs> Illinois, they didn't even make it to the red zone. The time they made it to the red zone and didn't score is yeah. the quorum fumble where he hurt his knee. Which, like, buddy, <laughs> throw it out of bounds or something. Don't just drop the ball. Yeah, But... I have to name my next kid after Blake Horum, so I can't get too mad at him. What? Yeah. Until next next week. Go Blue, Michigan sucks.